Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. I'm Jen Werner with Jen Werner Coaching. And I'm Chad Ahern with Talent Teams Consulting. Today, we're really excited. We're going to be talking about the Clifton Strengths Talent theme of Relator. So with us are two coaches that we've invited. Um, so we want to like jump right in. Let's talk with Michael first. Um, I met Michael as uh, he is a fellow, he's um, an Eda Grove certified coach. So Michael and I met actually through our certification process with Eda Grove. Michael, do you want to tell us some about you and your passions? Um, yes, Jen, thank you. Um, lovely to see you again. And thanks for inviting me on. So my passions, well, um, living, I suppose one of my big passions is really helping people to live their best life. I feel that sometimes we get into automatic robot mode and just get on with things and so on, but just taking a step back and going, where is it that we want to focus on? And I feel as a coach, I'm very privileged to be in that environment with people and trusted to go on that journey with them. So that's a big passion of mine. Um, personally, then also, you know, living by the beach now and my dog, Fergus. And um, yeah, so just, yeah, that's what I'll do for now. Awesome. Thank you. Wonderful. And I get the privilege of introducing uh, Damien. Uh, Damien's actually been on the show before, but for those of you have, who have not seen our other episode with him, um, I'm going to uh, mention that Damien is an ICF certified, Gallup cert uh, uh, certified strengths coach, uh, a fellow e grow coach, as Jen mentioned, and recently picked up the cool new title of a TED Fellows coach. So we're thrilled to have him here. Um, Damien um, has shared before that he focuses on providing strengths-based workshops and doing executive coaching. Um, you also have a longstanding history in the career coaching environment. Um, but I'm wondering if there's anything else, uh, like Michael, if there's anything else you wanna either add to that bio or, or maybe mention a, a side passion of yours uh, before we get into uh, the topic of the day. All right, well, thanks. So uh, like Michael, I would say what, what drives or motivates me is that same thing, wanting to help people. And that's took me a little while to figure that out, but you know, probably about 20 years ago, I figured out that's what really I wanted to do. And then it took me a while to figure out how to do that. So I've been doing coaching now probably for about 15 years and uh, awesome. love it. Absolutely love it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for making the time to, to come join us today. So with that, we wanted to really jump right into our topic of, of discussion today, uh, Relator. So uh, this is my number eight theme. Chad, what is it for you? <laughs> Mine, mine's 13. So I, I'm definitely going to be learning a lot and probably not uh, contributing quite as much to this conversation. I'm, I really want to hear from, uh, from Michael and Damien who really live out this uh, theme in their top five. Absolutely. So Chad and I are going to take a step back in this episode. We're going to be the hosts and provide some some questions to our wonderful guests today. But let's start, Chad, with can you give us the short description from Gallup about the Clifton Strengths of theme of Relator? Sure. So Gallup defines the or uh, describes the Relator theme as follows. People exceptionally talented in the Relator theme enjoy close relationships with others. They find deep satisfaction in working hard with friends to achieve a goal. Awesome. So I want to start off with both of you being able to, to share with us and our audience um, really how this theme shows up for you personally. Um, I want to start with you telling me, um, we're going to start with Damien, because Damien, I think this is your number one talent. Is that is that true? All yeah. right, great. So I want to start with Damien, and please just you know, share with our audience how this shows up for you personally and maybe how it plays out in your life. You bet. So it is my number one theme and uh, um, it's, it's one that in hindsight I see has come out throughout my life and one that since, um, since going through Gallup training, I've, I've really focused on uh, strengthening or, or developing from a raw to a more mature uh, talent theme. And it's, for me, it's that, uh, it's it's a great example of how our themes are the things that we 
we naturally do without thinking about it. And uh, I think it's really helped me in my coaching practice. And even before, before I got into uh, coaching, I was doing career services work. And before that, I was an executive recruiter. And it really came out there because I really would, I, I found I could partner with my clients and I could partner with the candidates and develop relationships. They weren't necessarily long-term relationships, but but we went deep fast and very easily for me. Hmm. And uh, um, so that's that's how it shows up for me, being able to go deep and fast with a few people to accomplish a goal. Great. Those are great insights. Michael, do you want to share with us where this falls for you and then how it shows up for you personally? Yeah, no problem at all. So it's number four for me. And um, and I would say, just like Damien, I think it's the ability to have conversations with people and a desire and a need and want to have conversations with mm. people that mean more than just superficial chit chat. Yeah. So if if I if I was to kind of relate to how it relate to how it relates to me, <laughs> um, I would I would probably say if you think about it in terms of conversations that I would even have with clients, I'll ask them to talk to me on on that level of you know, maybe something that they've never expressed or told somebody in this safe space that you really want to get out in the open. And that's as a way of building trust. I think trust is so important for me as a relator. And, you know, this this theme of when you're in my circle, you're in my circle and I will defend you to the very <laughs> last once you're in my circle. Um, and I think getting into that circle can be sometimes difficult for people as well. Sure. Oh, that's awesome. I, I love hearing these insights from both of you. So let's talk a little bit about how these, um, how these themes, maybe when raw, um, Damien, you expressed some of that, like changing it from a raw talent to a mature talent, maybe some of the, the maybe more um, raw or potentially maybe even overused, um, you know, versions of the talent, how this might have some, have had some negative impacts on your life. Yeah. So um, one that comes to mind is, is I, uh, similar to Michael described that, I, I like to ask questions. I like to really get them to know somebody and not at, at a deeper level, not a superficial level. And uh, in its raw state, I'm paying more attention to my need than their need. And so I reveal, so I've been given feedback before by a trusted colleague that I go too deep, too fast for some people. Oh. So I'll share things from my personal life that what she said was, you can, you can make people uncomfortable by sharing too much too fast. And that never occurred to me because we see the world through the lens of our own strengths. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, so that was a real eye opener for me to like tap tap the brakes a little bit and gauge what their reaction is as I'm sharing about myself. Um, and, and that sharing is really with the intent of getting them to trust me and to open up to me. And it never occurred to me that it could be off-putting to people. So do you have anything to add? How this shows up for you? Yeah, I'm nodding. I'm, I'm <laughs> nodding while I'm agreeing with Damien. And then I'm also thinking of another story, which I'm, I'm I, so I'll, I'll share the other story, first of all, and, and say when it shows up in its raw format for me, I can be quite needy of relationships mm -hmm. and the need to try. And it's a very rare thing that a relationship for me as a relator would fall by the wayside or it would, you know, there was something would happen that the friendship or relationship would be impacted in a way negatively. But when it does happen, I, I try to fix that. And that's mm -hmm. the raw mode of where I'm, I'm actually focusing more on the need to connect as opposed to whether it's best, it's best to leave it as it was mm -hmm. and try and fix it. So I think that can sometimes really be a blind spot that I need to watch out for in my raw. And then just to coincide with, with the, what Damien is saying, I work really closely with a coach supervisor who always says to me, is the spotlight on you, Michael, or on your client? Oh. And I and Ooh. I love that terminology <laughs> because it really reminds me, why am I asking this question? Is it for them or is it for me? 
And also, why am I telling them what I'm telling them? Is that just because I want to, or is it serving the session? And I really like to kind of, you know, remind myself, am I dialing up for later or am I dialing it down? Um, awesome. Yeah, Michael, that's that's a really interesting perspective to have in terms of the the work that we all do as coaches. I'm curious, does that same sort of spotlight idea um, flow over into your friendships? You know, is this friendship for me versus the friendship is beneficial for both of us? Is that is that same sort of dynamic yeah. at play? Great question. I would say until I start working with strengths and understanding the world through the lens of strengths, I would say, yes, it would have impacted in a raw way, definitely. But as um, you know, I have friendships that are 30, 40 years old at this stage, you know, are coming up to 40 years old and they're reciprocated and they need to be reciprocated for me. Um, as I was, if I was young, when I was younger, I would have had a desire to be friends with many. That was definitely relater in overdrive for me. Yeah. But I've slowed that down, and on on assessment, especially through COVID, when you know circles got smaller because of COVID or because we were less seeing people, I I felt that I nurtured and fostered the relationships that really really mattered. But I don't give I don't give extra time to a particular person for the sake of it being extra time for that person. Each person or each person in my life means something to me and it needs to be reciprocated in order for the relationship to grow. That makes sense. I'm, um, I'm loving that word of reciprocation come up a couple mm -hmm. times. I'm hearing that a lot. Um, was there anything else you wanted to, to add to your answer, Michael? No, I'm okay, okay. for now. Because one of the things that you did bring up that I found fascinating in our pre-show uh, that we, we talked about yesterday was this sort of, um, I think you called it grief dodging. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I, I'm hoping that that word, that phrase might trigger you a little bit on <laughs> uh, on that aspect of of the sort of raw side of mm -hmm. uh, or maybe a negative side of of relator um i thought it was just a really unique um thing and if you don't want to go there don't feel too but i i found it absolutely fascinating i think it might be beneficial for actually, some of our, our our audience you did actually tell me you would remind me of this again <laughs> today so so i'm happy to go there in the spirit yeah. of sharing with the audience when I talk about grief, grief dodging, I talk about it coming from a place that I haven't experienced close loss. While I have some friends who have. And because I feel that I don't have the experience of that, my some some of my friends will jokingly call me a grief dodger because I will do everything else I can to support them but I can't be with them for long periods of time because I almost feel like there's a falseness or an inauthentic inauthenticity to the conversation because I don't know how they feel and I don't know where they're coming from. And it's interesting because they will say, but just be there. Hmm. So, you mentioned it about it in a raw state. I'm very aware of it. And I do very, I do a lot of things to support them, but maybe not be present. And I'm working on that, but it's also because it's my stuff. And I, in the spirit of having a nurturing relationship, will work on that because I want relationships to, you know, they've gone through it. And I, touch wood, I will go through it, but not yet. Yeah. And they will be there for me from that lens and they will have experience too. So yeah, thank you for reminding me because you're, yeah. you're, you're reminding me that I continue to do work in that space. And also it's not just relator that's in play there as well. It's me protecting myself with my harmony and empathy as well and making sure that I have boundaries in place that I'm not triggered too yeah. much that I won't be able to bounce back from. So yeah. I hope that helps. 
No, it's wonderful. I, and I kind of wanted to put the same sort of question to or expanding on the, the idea back to Damien. Um, are there situations like you where you have a tough time maintaining that relator engagement with people because you haven't had a similar experience or you can't relate to the experience that your connection is going through? I just mm. want to bring your perspective. And I know we each lose that our tells differently, so it might mm -hmm. show up differently, but I, I thought that the differences or similarities might be helpful to, to those that are listening. Um, I would say that uh, where that idea shows up for me is uh, is in coaching sessions more so than in personal relationships where uh, where somebody is experiencing something that I have not and uh, and so I struggle with asking a meaningful question. you know mm -hmm. sometimes coaching questions can I think can sound trite and uh, uh, I'm high in communication, so I, I focus a lot uh, naturally on the right word at the right time. Um, and so I think with with that same emphasis or similar emphasis on relationships, I think that that can be a challenge for me trying to find the right word uh, if I can't relate to the situation that the other person's facing. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> While Michael was talking, it reminded me of something that we talked about in the pre the pre show, <clears throat> and I believe you actually, Damian, talked about this as as it's a wonderful thing, but it also can have a, a like a negative side to it, a, a little like sharper edge maybe. Um, Want to talk to me? Uh, talk to us a little bit about the loyalty of like the mama bear. You bet. <laughs> so. And afterwards, I was thinking, hmm, am I the mama bear or the papa bear? <laughs> <laughs> but I think we think of the, the mama protecting the cub, mm -hmm. right? Right. Never challenge if you're on a hike. Um, yeah. And so for me, um, with, with work teams that I've had in the past, I've always had the good fortune. Uh, and I think as a result of, of my relator being so high, uh, of developing close and loyal relationships with those that work with me and that that expands even to me having a sense of of protecting them protecting those people and uh i'm a pretty easygoing guy a lot of people only see that side of me um and what i realized in my last job at a university was i'm really easygoing until you start messing with my people and that's the phrase i'll use like i can handle a lot of stuff but when you mess with my people, like all gloves are off, um, you can mess with me. I can handle myself. But if you're messing with my people that aren't in a position to stand up to you because of power differentials, like that doesn't work for me. And we're going to talk about it. <laughs> and so that's uh, that's an interesting side of Relator that uh, I've realized. I, I loved it because you were talking about that mama bear in the in the pre-show and I was like, oh, I could just see it. Like, don't you mess with my cubs. Like, these are my babies. <laughs> Thank you. It comes very much back around to what Michael was sharing about the the whole loyalty mm -hmm. aspect. I think that's a, an interesting um, piece. Um, Jen posed the, the sort of darker <laughs> side of the question. I'm, I'm going to have the, the uh, privilege of bringing us back around to sort of the the more positive side of of this theme and sort of how it has positively benefited um, you in your lives or in your work. And I'm going to pose this to Damien first, just um, to be sort of my harmony is happy when I could give equal time and <laughs> equal uh, presence to, to people uh, first. So Damien, I'm going to put it right back on you. Um, how did, you know, beyond the mama bear uh, and, and being maybe protective, uh, is there a light? Is there a more positive side of that? And are there other aspects that you'd like to highlight in terms of how this would positively benefit your life? Uh, one one positive, um, and I, I'm fascinated by all talents, and I'm I, I'm curious about them all, and I see other people do things that come easily, and and that's helped me notice things that come easy to me that don't come easy to others. And one of them is is being able to go um, deeper with strangers in a way that I think benefits both. Um, and I've gotten recognition 
about that from others. So for an example, um, uh, I, many of us have had experiences with the airlines that don't go our way. <laughs> and the poor people that work behind the counter, you know, are dealing with irate customers all day long. So I, my approach when trying to remedy a situation is to start positive and try to establish a relationship and, and even though positivity isn't high for me, it's, it's, I, I'm able to turn it on in that moment. Um, and empathy, but empathy is high for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of leave th this combination of empathy and relator. I can address the person and begin by saying, how's your day going? I know you've got a super stressful job. I don't want to add to that stress today. I'm hoping you can give me some advice. Nice. And, and, uh, Beautiful. what I found is it, it, um, engenders a willingness in them to help me because I didn't come there to attack them. Yeah. I came up, I came alongside of them, if you will. Yeah. That, you know, you, you sort of downplayed your ability to, to go deep fast or, or, you know, share too much right off the bat, but I think that's a beautiful example of how you can kind of flip that around or, or tweak it, that approach a little bit and really have mm -hmm. some really positive uh, experiences with with people you're just meeting for the first time. Um, you mentioned another story yesterday that I thought was really telling about the, the about the community, community playground mm. um, and getting because I think one of the things you brought up, which I I found very fascinating in our pre-show, was that end phrase of the of the uh, brief description about working hard with friends to achieve a goal, and you mentioned that when we were talking about just sort of how it shows up generally for you. Um, do you care to elaborate on the community playground story and kind of how that plays out? Because I thought that was a beautiful demonstration that others who are starting to learn about this might resonate with. Yeah, no, thanks for that reminder. So, you know, in, in the Gallup uh, definition, it talks about working hard with a small group of friends. And for me, the, the, the word, friend, I, the emphasis isn't on the word friend or you know different definitions of friend so it doesn't need to be a close friend it can be a friendly relationship and so uh when my kids were in grade school many years ago i was active in the pta and uh and a topic came up one time about more playground equipment for this elementary school and i did a little research and found for the amount of our budget which was twenty thousand dollars we could either buy one piece of commercial equipment or we could if we could muster the, the resources, we could do a community-built playground. But we needed about 200 people, and we needed donations of materials and raise money and all these things. And so I mentioned this op these options at a, at a meeting, and somebody said, we can't even get two volunteers to come weed the flower beds. How are we going to get 150, 200 people to come build a playground? And, and connectedness is also very high for me, number four. And I just thought of what an impact this will be and a legacy this would be for the children, for the families, the experience of the community. And I made an impassioned plea, you know, give me one month to, to come back to you with a plan. And I started talking to people and everybody I talked to was so excited about it because I, I used that word legacy, which is a word that, that we all know, but it's, it's not used in casual conversation. It's typically more yeah. a lofty kind of a thing right and everybody that i talked to said we can do it absolutely and we did it we had over 200 people we had lots of donations uh we all worked hard for a weekend i mean it was literally dusk dawn till dusk for three days and when we were done we had this amazing playground and i got so much so much feedback from people saying um this was an amazing experience that i'll never forget uh, and an uh, epilogue that I didn't mention in the pre-show was two years later, we moved just about five miles away, but, but our kids were at a different elementary school. And so when we went to that elementary school for the first time, um, or maybe it was a PTA meeting, uh, the head of PTA said, I know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> playground. Can we do oh, that again? Can you do that again over here? And we did. Oh, oh that's awesome. awesome. Relator types too. <laughs> That's that's fantastic. Um, 
thank you so much for sharing those very telling and very demonstrative uh, examples of how Relator can come out and, and really bring people together. Um, Michael, you shared some things in our pre-show, and, and I'd love for you to get your take on this question about how does your Relator show up um, in a helpful, beneficial way, whether it's in your life or in your work um, or both. Um, and sort of maybe maybe expand on or, or maybe even differentiate from from Damien's um, Damien's comments. Yeah, well, look, I think for me, there's a there's a real I find it really easy to talk to people with Relator. And I know sometimes we look at the team and we go, oh, Relator, sometimes their attitude is that they work really well with the people that they know. But I think. How it shows up for me is there's a there's a trust that's already there and I kind of foster and nurture that trust with people that I meet. My mom would often say to me, Michael, you wear your heart or your, you know, on your sleeve. Yeah. And I think that's a way of me kind of telling people you can trust me because I am sharing with you. What you know, whatever that tends to be, and I don't mean necessarily oversharing, but meaning I'm telling you things that could be a risk to other people to hear, but I'm willing to go there with you because um, I want to foster that relationship or make that connection. So I think Relator helps me to build those relationships quick, quickly, but it also allows other people in most cases, because remember what Damien said, sometimes you can overshare and it may make the other person uncomfortable. But I think there's a natural, we, we tend to naturally veer towards people that we know will be open to that. And I often think, is that because Relator is at play or is that just because the universe is at play? I don't know. Sometimes. Oh, okay. What I found interesting about what you just shared is, you know, Jen and I have had plenty of conversations about how our deliberative uh, talents mm. can make us a bit risk adverse about new relationships or new experiences. Um, and I think one of the things you wonderfully highlighted there is how Relator can almost take the positive approach of people are overall pretty decent and you're just now looking to deepen that if I was hearing you correctly. Yeah, agree, Chad. And I also think, though, to go back on what Damien was saying with the lady in the or the gent in the airline, it it's it's you know we have an informality with the way that we talk that naturally I think puts people at ease, mm. and it's not manipulative. It's it's genuine. It's I it's I often say I see you, I hear you as a person. You probably see the movie. An avatar, there's a character that says, I see you. Yeah. And it's a real, real way of saying, I see all of you. And I'm not here to add to that, as Amy was saying. I'm here to tell you I understand that. But how can we make both of our days better? It's so funny you mentioned the avatar, because as you were talking about, that's exactly the... <laughs> uh, uh, media reference I was going to mention. So I'm glad you went right there yourself. So fantastic. In the pre-show, you talked a little bit and it's similar to uh, Damien's talking about the, the blending of his relator with his empathy. And you brought up um, an example and, and a, an idea about your relator and your individualization working together. And I will say as someone who, who like didn't know you before, we were thrown into a, a thing together. I, I would say I absolutely felt that from you, that like ability to see me and go deep. Um, I would love to, to hear you um, talk about that blend of your individualization and relator. Yeah, I, I, think, all of, I think all of our strengths are, you know, our, our superpowers, but, but not on their own. I think they're heightened when they're, they're working with another or maybe three. Yeah. But for me, you know, individualization for me with relator, is the added value I tend to call it of not only seeing the person but remembering the person details of what they tell you mm. so mm. it's the deepening it's the deep it, it helps to go deeper even quicker mm -hmm. so if I put this into perspective or into a scenario 
I will with with relator, it's about getting to know you quickly and and strengthening and deepen that relationship. With individualization, you're always thinking about how could I really, really see this person? How would they like to what do I need to remember about this person that's really gonna add value to our relationship, i.e. relator? So if you may tell me as a relator or uh, me as a relator you may say something to me and i go i'm gonna park that that will go in there somewhere in the brain <laughs> and then leaning into individualization say a birthday came up and jen happened to mention to me that she had a book that she read 10 years ago and she never was able to get her hands on a copy i would be in the background looking for a copy of that book to not only strengthen our relationship, but to show how much I genuinely cared about mm. our relationship. But individualization is really at play there because it's not just a gift. It's a gift yes. that means something to you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So great. Well, I'm just taking a second to process all this because as I said, my relator is 13. So I, I've got a lot to learn. Um, from from both of you I, i'm also thinking just given that we're all in the coaching environment um you know jen and i were comparing some notes after um our pre-show and realized that we really hadn't coached many people with relator ourselves um but i'm wondering if you can if there's anything else you'd want to add uh in terms of seeing other people's relators come out, you know, whether it's coaching clients or maybe you have a significant other that has relator. Um, are there any really positive examples of this talent theme coming out that are maybe significantly different than what we've talked about? Um, because we've already covered a lot of ground. I just didn't know if there was something else that we needed to add or, or might be beneficial for our listeners to, to understand around this theme that, that would come through this perspective of, of a, a person you've coached. Damien? Yeah, so uh, I'm coaching a finance executive right now, and uh, Relator is quite high for him, and he's aware of that, and he he realizes that uh, one of that it's it's been easy and effective for him to develop relationships with his team in different jobs over the years. Um, but what I re the reason I want to bring up this example was. We, we talk about investing in our talents to make them into strengths. And in discussion, uh, he and I talked about uh, his relationship with his peers in this organization, other members of the C-suite, that was sometimes um, competitive, but, but he didn't think of them the same way he thought of his team. And so I asked him a question, you know, given that Relator is so high for you, um, is there a different way you could relate to your peers than you have? Oh, okay. And, and uh, it gave him pause. And finally he said, I'm not, I don't know where you're going with this. I said, well, you, when you think of, we, we've talked about a plot, when you have a goal to look how you can apply your, your talents and strengths to that goal. And one of your goals is to have a better relationship with your peers your relator talent is sitting right there in the top drawer of your toolbox, <laughs> but you haven't thought of it at that level. You've thought of it down the org chart. Mm -hmm. And that was powerful for him and, uh, and led to some behavior changes that have been quite effective for him. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting dynamic to think about social circles where the power dynamics going, as you said, downward versus lateral or with peers. Um, mm -hmm. That's a really interesting perspective. Uh, Michael, was there anything you wanted to add before we move on? I suppose just to, to I suppose Damien, you brought up this point in the pre-show, which I found fascinating as well. It's the it's the relator piece around unintentionally excluding people from a group. You might elaborate on that again for us, just for the audience, because I really I really like that. Yeah. So. Um, in this case, uh, I'm the subject of the story. <laughs> Going back to your point, they were always working on ourselves too. Right, right, exactly. And uh, uh, when I was leading a large team um, in, my, in my job at the university, um, I made it a practice of meeting with everybody individually for not just the people or my direct reports. So I would spend an hour with people and uh, 
and there was one person on my team that um, I felt like we never really clicked. And I didn't really understand why. I had tried a little bit, but um, but nothing seemed to resonate. Um, as you talked about, you it's easy to, to form a relationship when you're getting, when there's a give and take or when it's reciprocated. And so uh, I, I said to her, you know, I feel like we're not as close as we could be. And I'm wondering if you have an explanation for that, because not, not that we do battle, but we just, you know, we don't have strong rapport. And she said, well, that's because you have your favorites and I'm not one of them. And this woman was very direct, um, probably high in command. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> and she said, you have your favorites. And I, I've always thought about uh, treating people the same. That's a bit, I've been conscious of that. And so uh, I thought about that and, and she said, and I said, well, give, give me an example of how, you know, what have you experienced that makes you say that? And she said, well, when you wander around the office, you know, chatting with people, um, you never stop by my cubicle um, or you do. And it's for just a second. And she was absolutely right. And it wasn't because I didn't like her. She wasn't a favorite. It was because it was not easy for us to have conversations. We never really clicked. And and my my questions would fall flat. You know, like, how was your weekend? Fine. And then she'd look back at her computer. <laughs> or what did you do this weekend? Not much. Look down. <laughs> and, and for somebody uh, that wants to build a relationship, that's a little hard when the conversation gets cut off. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it, you know, it, it, that was her reality. So that was the reality. And I had to own that and, and think about, okay, what can I do about that? Yeah. Thanks, Damien, for sharing mm -hmm. that and reminding, of us, reminding us of it, because I think that's what we need to be mindful of as if a relator is high in our ranking, because we tend to, if we don't get it back straight away or in that initial interaction, sometimes we don't try again or we forget mm. to say, well, the best way, what's the best way forward for this relationship? And I think like what it's asking the question, what is it you need from me so that I can help lean into my relator to serve you in that way? So mm -hmm. I, I love because you going there every day is going to ask and asking her how her day was, is going to just, and being met with that all the time, it's not going to serve you. Or, and it's, she doesn't want you there anyway. She wants to get on with her work. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I, I love these examples. Chad, did you have any, um, I was thinking back to, you know, some of my coaching clients and, and they've really fallen into the same levels that I see here in, in Damien and Michael and that they've expressed to us. Have you seen anything different in any of anyone you have coached? Yeah, I, I really have not. I mean, it, this has been um, a lot of very similar to the threads I for the few people that I happen to see, you know, have talked to about Relator. I, I think one point, and this may be going backwards in our conversation a little bit, but I, I feel like it. It's this is a key point to, to bring it up because we did talk a little bit about this in the pre-show, which is for those of us that are starting to understand, you know, for people that are listening to this or starting to explore their, their talents, and if they read the long description, there's, can be not always this impression that relator is really about these sort of inner circles or these inner clicks and michael you were really enlightening to me yesterday when we were talking about this in the, in the pre-show about you know, you've held on to relationships for i think you even said 30 you know 20 30 years and the circles are actually fairly wide and that really kind of surprised me i mean it was great and enlightening and uh definitely you know broke some of the pre uh, preconceived notions i had about this theme mm -hmm. but i'm just i'm kind of curious about how you see that dynamic of the the inner circle versus broad ranging you know wide variety of of relationships damien i've heard you say it's a little bit more about what can we get done together um i even think you had the example of of people uh a close group of friends working at a uh 
a vacation house or something yesterday. I don't know if it was a lake house. I know there are plenty of lakes up there, but um, but then Michael, you were talking a lot about very wide circles. I was just wondering if both of you could talk about that sort of impression of the click versus wide ranging, um, a wide ranging network. Yeah, for me, it's that the, the I have a wide demographic of of relationships. So I have friends that are 20 and I have friends that are 80. And, you know, that's from my travels around the world and the teams that I've worked with and leaving employment um, and going to another job and another career or different industry before I went self-employed back, you know, six, seven years ago now, I've still maintained those friendships and relationships along the way because they were reciprocated. So there isn't an, it isn't that there's one circle and then that's it. It's yeah. that each circle gets the same amount of, I'm not going to say time, but gets the same amount of nurturing at different times. Mm. I'm very conscious of the fact that, and I think this could be harmony at play as well, Chad. I'm very <laughs> conscious of other people and not wanting a group of people to feel you spend too much time with them and not enough time with us. So I think Relator plays in with harmony there around me being very aware that the interactions that we have are well spent, that we're present for those react interactions because some people I may only see once or twice a year and we go deep and we have value and we really appreciate those conversations. Um, and that's what I think about the wide circle. That's so I, I don't, but I would say if you're not in, it's very hard to get in okay. at that stage. Yeah. Okay. Damien, any, any variation on that for you in terms of wide ranging or, or uh, you mentioned sometimes that you tend to let, professional connections go once you've moved on versus what Michael was just talking about. Any, any perspectives on, on that? Uh, I, I don't, I don't have an explanation for that. That's, that's, <laughs> okay. I, I haven't really thought about that. I mean, it's, it's on the one hand, it's something that, you know, I wish I didn't do, but on the other hand, it's something that, you know, I've continually done. So it's, I'm not sure where that comes from. I think it's, it's um, sort of maybe investing in those that I'm that are around me right now as a, as so I, I think it's wonderful that you've made maintained those over the years. Uh, I, I wish I have, but I but I haven't. Okay. Not trying to put anybody on the spot here. <laughs> What's no, no. That, Jen? It's, it's so interesting to see the differences and that I think that's what's so wonderful about doing this. Um, you know, Chad and I have similar strengths, some some same strengths, and it's great to see just even the little tiny differences in our strengths. And then when we start to get more people involved in this, it's it's why we opened it up to the other coaches, because you all have different talents high than we have. And listening to how those talents play out and how they look surrounded by some of your other talents that are supporting it, it's just wonderful to see the blend. And if we're just looking at the two of us, we see it one way because that's our lens, right? So right. it's just wonderful to, to hear the differences. And even having Relator at eight, I, you know, I feel a little bit like like Michael about having the like if you're in you're in and if you're out yeah you're probably not getting in and Chad and I talked a little bit about that like maybe that's a little bit of the deliberative I'm not sure you're safe I'm sorry you're gonna just be on the outskirts for now so you know I just think it's wonderful to see the differences in in the in the talents as they play out in us yeah. um I if there's if there we're kind of are we over the the additional coaching ideas here chad yeah i, you I, anything I else? no i i'd like to move along and see if they have right. some, some images maybe that yeah. we can Absolutely. So we like to, you know, add some like maybe some pop, pop culture or even some just imagery around the talents when when we move move into this and um in some of our past shows we've had some some great ideas and examples so some of us are really visual and so it's it's good to have like this image in mind when we think about a talent michael we absolutely loved your your image and would like you to share with us um first uh, what, your image when you think about relator 
So my image of Relator looks at the big set of angel wings. And there's a couple of reasons. If you think of angel wings and they're, 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 they're protecting you, they're covering you. There's an intimacy to that relationship as well. But it's not just superficial, it's spiritual. It's, it's on so many levels, just the way an angel, I suppose, how I would see out an angel. But very, not just small angel wings, the big angel wings, as in, you know, and then that almost encapsulates the, the, the circle. You're in here. Yeah. and we're both and we're both here so that's the image for me that's awesome Damien you had some examples that we really liked too <laughs> so of of how this how you feel like it looks to you as yeah a so so the example I mentioned yesterday and I thought of a new one as it percolated overnight uh. the example I shared yesterday was um uh if you've ever seen a, a picture of uh, people putting sandbags in place or, or passing out cases of water after a natural disaster where it's a human chain and they're all working together to the same with the same goal. But the other the image that came to me overnight was that of a barn raising where a community comes together with this sole goal and they work really hard. And there's such joy that emerges not only for the recipient of the barn, but for everybody working together and somebody's cooking and somebody's doing this and blah, blah, blah. And so that's really, uh, and, and that's what I've experienced, sort of the playground and, and the friend with the lake house and is this type, this group of people that then disperses, but can come back together and, and take on another goal. That's, yeah, you yeah. got deep in that, in that shared emotional or physical experience, you were able to get deep with these people and do something meaningful. And I love the, the in both of these two images together, um, brought me to the one I had always thought of when we talk about circles. And so I'm going to just bring it up. Um, the movie Meet the Fockers with Robert De Niro, um, where he talks about his, you know, his inner circle and like whether you're in or you're out. Um, yeah, it's just one of those. That's that's how I've always thought about it. So it it works perfectly, I think, with the two of yours, too. Yeah, <laughs> love it. I, I just as being sort of, I just want to kind of just being on sort of the, not the outside of the conversation, but being the sort of bystander. Um, <laughs> I find it so interesting that the, the three different examples, you know, Jen's image seems to encapsulate what a lot of people might initially think about related, mm -hmm. you know, that in, in or out, the circle of trust. Then we've got Michael with a very sort of spiritual, very long lasting, um, you know, he's talking about angels, sort of the eternal lasting of relationships. And then Damien, you came right back around with almost the practical that coming back to there being a shared goal and working together and the relationships are built around a cause, I think is just a beautiful demonstration through those three images of the variation in this theme. Um, I just wanted to highlight that because that was something that really stuck out to me as we, as we think about each of those images. That's awesome, Chad. So, Thank you. Um, uh, go, Jen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So um, in this in this next section, we want to really think about the, the the role the relator theme can play in um, our contributions to teams. So whether that's from a team leader standpoint or you know a t someone on the team, we want to want your ideas or opinions um, about the ways that uh, perhaps this theme can get in a leader's way or maybe even potentially like derail a team. Um, because we know it happens. So we're looking for, for ideas and, and maybe some action steps around like, hey, watch out for this. this. This may be an issue for you. Or if you see this happening on your team, maybe what are, what are some things we can do? So do you have any ideas or, or thoughts for our listeners around the, the negative potential impacts on a team for, for someone with Relator? Damien, wanna start yeah. with you? Sure. Oops, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I plugged my computer in and the camera went off. There we there go. We go. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the risk I think for a team is, it, um, I, I think back to that story of the individual that thought I wasn't, she wasn't a favorite. And, uh, and so I think that's a real risk when a leader is high in relator that it may inadvertently give off a message that others aren't part of, the, of this team. And uh, and so I think the 
a solution, not the solution. A solution is to just be cognizant, cognizant of that and work hard uh, if, if you're leading a team to, to look for ways to include those that maybe aren't, that you don't have deep relationships with. Uh, the, the other thing that I would say, if you don't have a relator, or even if you do as a leader, um, look for others with relator on your team. Um, I mentioned yesterday that uh, you know Gallup has chosen colors for each of the domains and the relationship building domain of which relator is a part of, that color is blue. And, uh, and so a friend of, another coach friend of mine uh, had the phrase that I picked up on, blue is the glue that holds the team together. And so as a leader, if, if, if you're not high in relator, or even if you are, look for others on your team that are high in relator and recruit them to be part of that glue that holds the team together. Yeah, that's great. Um, I, I was thinking back to exactly what you said about that feeling like you're on the outs or you're not a favorite. Um, I was in a team that had um, a high relator as, as the manager and, and we saw that the, the people who were in you could tell who was in and who was out. Now, when the leader wasn't there, wasn't present, we really all worked together just fine. We meshed just fine. But when that team leader would would step in, it, it's like they would suck the energy of those people right to mm. them. And and we could feel like, you know, those who were out really felt on the outs. Um, and it's just interesting how how emotional that that relationship really can feel even for those who don't have high relator um you, you know you can you can sense it like when you're out you're out so I, I think those ideas for action are fantastic ones michael did you have anything to add yeah i was per percolating on this last night as we finished our conversation and because my background is hr i wanted to throw a lens on it around how the need to have intimate or deep relationships with your team if you have high relator can actually sometimes get in the way of policy procedure legal what's right mm -hmm. oversharing may not be something that can be something that can be stood by when you then say oh well i'm trying to form relationships with my team yeah but you can't say that or you can't do this. Mm -hmm. So be very mindful of that when, if you have got relator, um, because it can it can get in the way. It's 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 that element of us, you know. I think for relators, we actually feel that it's worth the risk to get to know somebody. We're willing to go there, but it may, may not necessarily be the right thing to do for the business. That's a great point. Yeah, great. Michael, you brought up something yesterday that I thought was really insightful, and it actually had more to do with an individual team member, sort of not necessarily a leader, but an individual contributor who had high loyalty, and about that that loyalty to the, to the team can get in the way of bigger initiatives. And I was just wondering, I think you talked about sort of a silo mentality. I was just wondering if you could elaborate on that a little bit or share the, the full thought on that because I, I just made some quick notes and that's what I'm yeah. bringing back up. Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, I worked and I've seen it before on numerous occasions where the silo mentality as in the team with this relator in it worked really well. They would be what we refer to as a high-performing team, but not in the sense of collaboration because they found it difficult to, it was like the relator competed with other teams as opposed to supported those conversations. So it's okay. like, it's where the circle was small and tight, but they weren't seeing the perspective of if we widened this circle and embraced all of the teams, how the business would benefit. From that got it wonderful thank you definitely, you definitely yeah definitely a hiccup uh if, if you got people running around with a relator just thinking about you know their own little pocket of people so i think and it's a, it's a safety in. zone it's a safety oh, zone absolutely. for people yeah. you know it's it's it, it's okay it's comfortable mm -hmm. and yeah 
we need to stretch our stretch our perspective and our strengths you know so that we see other perspectives yeah and it's it's true we have so many issues right now in companies and businesses where you know the teams really are siloed and we see that that cross collaboration is really what makes the whole company successful and everyone successful when we can broaden that circle as you say um and and think of it maybe we're not just our little team but how can we make the whole company feel like our team that's great so i've i again seemingly have the privilege of bringing us back around to the positive side so we've talked about some fantastic attributes um and capacities of uh people with these talents um as you start to think about sort of best contribution um i know we've already touched on the blue is the glue but are there other comments or other observations you have about some of the benefits that this um people with this these talents can bring to a team whether they're in a leadership role or maybe even an individual contributor role you know mm -hmm. some of the listeners might not be in leadership positions but they're thinking i've got relator how do i best bring this to my team or how can i think about it anew um what are your thoughts on that and I'll start with Michael this time. I was just going to say Damien because <laughs> yeah, that's what, well, if you want to hand it off, I'm not going to no, stop no, you. No, no, it's absolutely fine. What I would add is, I think people that have relator are naturally curious, and I think if anyone out there is a relator listening, and and I say, ask more questions, be more curious, get to know people, don't. And, you know, don't, don't, don't lean back, but lean into your relator because people are craving, craving connection now. And I think it's a really powerful strength to be bringing into a team in that way. Team, T-E-A-M, not T-H-E-M-E, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm conscious of my Irish dialect. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. Uh, I'm curious, but but uh, oddly, you know, your comment about the spotlight uh, really uh, has given me pause um, mm. because I, I'm curious, but my curiosity oftentimes doesn't go very deep. Um, and I think that, that that's an area where I could strengthen my relator. Um, nice. And uh, but anyway, so back to your question, Chad, about yeah. you know, what what can be done in, in a team setting. I think it's um, particularly in in the times that we're living in now, where there's still a lot of people working virtually and not feeling connected. Um, if you have Relator, lean into it and reach out to to people outside of Zoom. You know, quick check-ins, text message, whatever, um, and recruit others on your team that have influencing themes, whether it's Relator or not. To uh, it, because if you if you know that this is something that comes naturally to them, it not only will be helpful to others, but it will actually give them energy and bring them joy. And so look around your team and see who has relator or other relationship building team uh, themes and recruit them to, to participate in this nurturing of the group. That's my that. I love that you guys yesterday, and I and I'm sorry I don't remember who said it in the pre-show, but I I heard the the term, you can be the cheerleader for the team, um, and I don't remember which of you said it, but it but I saw head nods you know from everybody across the board that that this is something that that the relator you know as a team leader you can really be the cheerleader for your team and and really be there to support them, um, even without. And that was the part that I, I thought was key was even without having a strong connection to each team member, um, you're able to do that. Do you, does anybody want to elaborate on that? Um, well, I don't know if I was on the one who said it or not, but it but it sounds like something I might have said. <laughs> and uh, um, you know, I think of of experiences I've had leading teams where I was able to put that into play, uh, particularly with people that don't necessarily have a voice yet in the team. Because like I remember a receptionist uh, in this department of 27, and that was kind of the, the lowest level coming onto the team. But um, it was 
in conversations with that person, we did click. And, and so I was a cheerleader for her because I saw things that she could bring to the team. And when I say cheerleader for her, I mean, I, I sang her praises publicly because other people didn't have awareness of, of the talents that this person had. Um, and it was awesome to see her light up as a result of that and see other people get excited about what this person could offer to the group aside from greeting people as they came into our office. So it was just this sort of win-win-win uh, thing. And I experienced that over and over again with people that where I could kind of be their cheerleader. That's fantastic. I, I love, <laughs> I'm sitting here taking in so much. Uh, I wish I could write this fast, but uh, that's why we we're taping this so I could go back. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for, both for, for sharing. Uh, just as we start to think about sort of wrapping up this theme, we, we've spent um, just under an hour here talking about this and sharing a lot. I'm wondering um, if we were to summarize maybe one or two big points that you think um, you'd either really like to re-emphasize or maybe something that, you know, it sounds like both of you have been doing a lot of reflecting, even as we've been uh, conversing, and maybe there's a, a main point you'd love to put out there. But if if we were to put out maybe a small segment um, or, or point people to some real key points around this theme, what would they be for each of you? Um, so I'm going to start with, with Damien. If you have maybe one or two big points that you'd like to, to really hit on um, as, we, as we conclude this episode, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And Michael, I'll come to you next. So for me, I think it's, it's actually a, a broader thought, but, it, but since Relator is my number one, it, it pertains to this probably as much as any, which is this notion of leaning into our strengths and developing our talents into strengths. And even those that come so naturally to us, there's always opportunity to improve. And so that image of the spotlight will stick with me, Michael. Thank you for that. Um, and, and then the other thing we talked yesterday uh, in the pre-show about um, uh, this notion of going deep versus, versus wide. And that what stands out for me um, personally is relying on other people who have strengths that I don't have and being aware of that. And, uh, um, and so if you don't have Relator, that's okay. You can either fake it or you can, you can sidle up to somebody that does yeah. and, and let them do some of the heavy lifting. Um, and, and that's great. And I've had that experience where I've been the one with the relator, you know, again, at the airport, somebody's having a pro problem that's in my travel party, professional and personal. They'll say, well, why don't you go up to the counter and talk to them and I'll be <laughs> with you. And it's like, sure, because it's easy for me to do. So, you know, so my point is, let's rely on each other. Love it. Excellent. Michael, your your parting thoughts or one or two key takeaways that you think we should emphasize for others? I suppose in the broader context of not just relator, lean into each other like what Damien is saying. And if you don't have it, I, I wouldn't concur with fake it, but what I would say is <laughs> you use other you, you not use, but utilize other people who are energized in that space so that we all lift it's like that we all grow together in that in that way um for me as a, as a wrap-up i suppose comment because you know everyone's going to listen to the entire podcast so we want people to take away not just one one short right. sentence okay right. no. <laughs> but we do want them to realize that you know relator like any of the themes, um, it has its it has its good and bad points, and we need to be aware of our blind spots because, especially with relator, we do not want to have relationships that are not being nurtured because we've taken our eye off the ball. So, be mindful of, of checking in, like what Damien said, and and leaning into each other and supporting each other as a community. And, you know, let's all get better together. 
Wonderful. There's that word again, together. (laughs) Spoken like a true relator, I must say. (laughs) Right, right. Well, I I thought it's very interesting. Both your answers were very uh, religious. I want to get to you, David, but I just want to finish this quick thought. You, you went broad with, with your answers, which I think is beautiful because it shows that you want to relate to people with any and all talents. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's what I, one of the things I took away from just your, your broader statements. Damien, you wanted to add something. I, I didn't mean to yeah, cut you off. I just I, want to finish my thought yeah, first before I forgot. Yeah, it. no, I, that's great. I just wanted to elaborate on what I meant by fake it. And so, <laughs> but, so for, for me, woo is not high. Right. Yeah. And it's exhausting. Yep. And I can do it in short bursts. So I can pretend to be a woo for a little while. And then I have to crawl back into my cave or my hotel room and you know, re-energize. And, and then my relator comes alive and I go pursue relationships with those few people that I met in my woo mode. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Nice. Love that. Nice. And Damien, I think what you said yesterday as well is having someone else who's a woo do all yeah. the heavy lifting and right. that you and that's where we're supporting each other because they're completely energized in woo mode. And then you're developing the relationship with the vet with uh, relator mode. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a great place to, to stop. So um, I'm just going to, again, thank both of you um, for joining Jen and I, um, Michael, I'm, I'm so thrilled to meet you through Jen and uh, Damien. It's great to have you back again. Um, for those of you that have listened to this whole thing, hopefully, as, as Michael said, uh, you've made it to this point. Um, I just encourage you to um, subscribe and follow the rest of our podcast. We're going to keep having wonderful coaches back like this. Um, we're going to be including Damien and Michael's contact information in our show notes. So if you want to reach out to them, if you happen to be listening from, from Dublin and want a coach a little closer to home, um, Michael's your, your man. And if you're in uh, the Michigan area where, where Damien uh, works out of, um, feel free to get in touch with him. Um, but for now, I'm going to sign off. I'm Chad Ahern from Taunton Teams Consulting. And I'm Jen Werner from Jen Werner Coaching. And we're going to say thank you again to Damien and Michael for joining us. And we wish everybody a wonderful day. Thanks, thank you. Guys.